They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And thank God it's Tuesday. How are you? Did you have a nice weekend? I had a a nice weekend. I got to get out and uh, meet a lot of people who were working this weekend. Because, you know, uh, I don't think I've seen so many people working on Labor Day. I I don't. I went to the uh, the Lube and Oil place, and I went to the car wash and all these other places. The only place that was shut down yesterday was the cigar shop. And uh, I haven't had a cigar in, oh, like six months that I thought, oh, you know, I, <clears throat> maybe I'll go have a cigar, just kind of chill, and I get up there and it's closed. But anyway, hope you had a great weekend. I had a uh, wonderful weekend, got back on the mountain bike. I, I got a hybrid electric mountain bike. It's a, it's a cheapo. I got it on Amazon. Uh, and, and I took it out yesterday, and everybody's like, well, you're buying a hybrid, yeah, hybrid electric mountain bike. Well, that's cheating. Well, and then the one kid who said it was cheating got on the hybrid electric mountain bike, took it for a spin, and went, I want one of those. So it's not fully electric like these idiotic cars that Joe Biden's trying to uh, force down our throats. You know, we should call them something like, um, see, the uh, cars that Joe Biden is forcing us to buy, he has electrified the fleet. There's going to be like 17 states are already committing to all electric cars in, uh, in, uh, by 2035. Um, I think they should call them like a people's car or something like that, like a people's car. Uh, translated, I guess Volkswagen would be something. Some leader in the past brought that. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. No, actually, I'm going to make some comparisons between Joe Biden's speech and, uh, and dictators of, uh, of the not-so-long past. Uh, and I have, I have some comparisons. I got into quite a kerfuffle with uh, family members over the use of the analogy that I did. And I, and I compared uh, Joe Biden's speech to something that, I don't know, a certain leader in Germany did way back when. And, and actually, it's almost like his comments and actions are almost verbatim. Uh, Stalin, uh, you know, the president leader of China. Uh, Joe Biden, the, the words that he used during his speech about MAGA supporters in plenty of the uh, the uh, uh, the <laughs> Independence Hall, where is the the birthplace of the great experiment known as the United States of America, which is a representative republic, not a democracy, bathed in red light, blood red light, and then CNN made it like fuchsia or puce or something. I don't even know what puce is, but they made it. They lightened it up. <laughs> they lightened it up. <laughs> they lightened up Independence Hall like Time Magazine darkened OJ's face when he uh, when he murdered his wife and a waiter from their favorite restaurant. Anyway, <laughs> there was a little bit of a shenanigans, but uh, but there were some comparisons that I'm going to make uh, very shortly on the show. <clears throat> then we're also going to talk about uh, a tale of two rallies, a tale of two rallies this weekend. Joe Biden, the man who got 81 million votes, the most popular president by uh, by all accounts in, in all of history. A hue and cry went across the nation to elect a, an almost 80-year-old lifelong bureaucrat to uh, lead the country into the future using the, uh, the Democrat policies of the past, i.e. Uh, the uh, what? Roosevelt and the uh, the WPA. That's what the uh, Democrat has. And and then uh, you know, of course, he became the president, and he started doing the same thing that uh, he he did in combination with uh, Jimmy Carter. And where has that gotten us? It hasn't gotten us very good. It, it hasn't gotten us very far. Things are not very good. 
So we've got that. We've got the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and it looks like a federal judge that uh, is uh, giving the thumbs up to the uh, the special master admitted in uh, her filing that Joe Biden was the one who said, okay, go raid Mar-a-Lago. And it's for real. It's, it's in here. He did it. Remember when... Uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said that the president hadn't even been briefed. He'd been on vacation for three weeks. Hadn't even been briefed about it. Well, he might not have been briefed on the actual day, but he gave the thumbs up to it in May. And I, I told you this, you know, a couple weeks ago. A lot of weird things happen when the, uh, when the, uh, the cat's away. You know, Joe Biden went on vacation. He only come back for the uh, the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which has nothing to do with uh, reducing inflation. And everybody knows about it. Everybody knows about it. And then he said that he just forgive one trillion dollars in student debt. Then he came back to work like, hey, 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 how you doing there? Oh, yeah, whoa. And then there was a rally. And then he went on vacation in uh, in in Delaware again this weekend. It's kind of strange. How he does that. And here, here is uh, Joe Biden's big uh, rally in uh, Pennsylvania. He, uh, and this is pretty funny because, I mean, he is the most popular president elected in, in U.S. history. He beat Barack Obama's vote tally across the country. But oddly enough, they decided to put his uh, speech. He, he basically hijacked a couple of already planned meetings because he couldn't draw a crowd. So he spoke at a Pennsylvania union members uh, rally uh, on Labor Day. And in this country of 240 million people, 340 million people, where 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. Would you like to guess how many people watched the uh, speech that he gave to uh, John Fetterman's crowd? John Fetterman is running for uh, for uh, Senate in the state of Pennsylvania. He also is brain damaged and is doing no uh, appearances on the campaign trail, just like Joe Biden did back in uh, in 2019. Would you say uh, 2 million people out of the 81 million people, the passionate, fervent survivors, uh, survivors, <laughs> survivors, <laughs> when Joe Biden's out of office, we'll all be survivors, hopefully. But anyway, the, <laughs> the survivors, <laughs> supporters is what I was trying to say. <laughs> would it be a million people? No, no, no. It's still too many. 500,000 people surely would have chosen to watch the glorious leader on their day off when they have nothing better to do than uh, watch the dear leader with 81 million votes uh, deliver a, a spectacular speech in front of dozens, uh, dozens yesterday. No, actually, only 681 people watched it. 681 people uh, watched it. Here's, here's some of the uh, massive rally yesterday that Joe Biden, uh, when he delivered, uh, uh, you know, this, this giant address at a Fetterman rally that he, it was actually a union rally they hijacked because nobody wants to see John Fetterman and nobody wants to see Joe Biden. This new group headed by former president, former, former defeated president, uh, we found ourselves in a situation where we really going to look forward or look back. And it's clear which way he wants to look which way the new MAGA Republicans are. They're extreme. Democracy is really at stake. Yeah, there's two. The MAGA Republicans are extreme. And I didn't hear a lot of applause and stuff. Here's a little bit more of, uh, of that. One of the things that was clear to me is that yeah, right. this new group headed by the former president. Oh, the audio is better on this one. Former, the former defeated president. Really, really, really. Uh, we found ourselves in a situation to the big crowd. where we were either going to look forward or look backwards. And it's clear which way he wants to look. It's clear which way the new MAGA Republicans are. They're extreme. 
And democracy is really at stake. You can't be a democracy when you support violence, when you don't like the outcome of the election. You can't call yourself a oh, we, never, we never did anything violent, actually. Democracy, when you don't, in fact, count the votes that people legitimately cast and count that as who you are. No, we just uh, saw a lot of impropriety, and you just immediately called it a big lie. So that kind of raises a big old question mark. You can't be a democracy and call yourself one if you continue to do what they're doing. And so, folks, I'm not hearing any applause yet. Look, we have a choice. Yes, what is the choice? When we, we, Trump and the MAGA Republicans made their choice. Trump and the MAGA Republicans. We can choose to build a better America. Oh, we're waiting on that, buddy. Go ahead. Or we can continue down this sliding path of oblivion to where we don't want to go. <laughs> you <hell>? know, uh, <laughs> I'm still not hearing applause. <laughs> all of us love the country. Yes, sir, yes, sir. But you can't. Love your country. Yes. And say how much you love it when you only accept one or two outcomes from an election. Either you won or you were cheated. It doesn't work that way. You can't. Yeah, Donald Trump won and he was cheated. You can't love the country when you refuse, you refuse to maintain just the basic democratic principles. Really, really, <clears throat> honestly, let's look at all the things that the left does that show that they hate the country. Like, I don't know, tearing down statues, uh, dissing the uh, the founding, uh, ripping the country to shreds like uh, the left always does, by the way. Always does. The only hatred of America, the only wholesale hatred of the United States of America. And let's not be silly about this. It's the Democrat Party. It is, uh, it is uh, the, uh, the left. It is uh, Marxist in classrooms. Uh, honestly, this is all just nonsense. That was Set out that we all learn from the time we're in. Here he is lying about the Inflation Recovery Act. He did another speech on Saturday, I guess. You would think that Republicans really cared about reducing inflation. They'd vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, they would if it had anything to do with inflation reduction, you doofus. But every single Republican House not voted against it. Every single Republican in the House and Senate. Yeah, because it had to do with uh, hiring 87,000 new IRS agents, doubling the size of the agency to go after uh, political enemies and people uh, making less than $400,000 a year. And then it uh, supported your green energy lobby cronies making billions of dollars for worthless cars. Listen to that crowd. I admit, some of them voted against it. They thought it made sense, but they weren't. They couldn't let Biden, quote, have a victory. No, no, you, you got it. You, you forced it through by hook or by crook against the will of the American people. So is that the way you want to call a, is that a victory <clears throat> where you just force the thing through by reconciliation? And everybody, 71% of the American people say that, uh, you know, it was uh, not meant to reduce inflation. And oddly enough, kind of the same plurality uh, say that your speech in Philadelphia was meant to divide America. That came out this weekend as well. So we've got a lot of stuff on the plate today, guys. A lot of audio. I'd love to know your <clears throat> your thoughts. Uh, the number is 800-922-6680. Uh, and also, I, I saw the Elvis movie, the Baz Luhrmann movie this weekend. I am an Elvis aficionado. I know uh, a lot about Elvis and the whole deal. And I'm going to give you my review as an Elvis fan. You know, who'd be very sensitive to any besmirchment of the king of rock and roll. I'm going to give that uh, review. I'm sure uh, your viewing of the movie is, is contingent upon my opinion. Not really. But anyway, I'll have that as well. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show.
proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. I, uh, <laughs> I had to laugh. <clears throat> Gavin Newsom's in-laws moved to Florida. Kenneth and, uh, and Judith Siebel. Uh, they uh, they love Florida, so they decided to move there. It's been revealed that the Siebel family purchased a home in the Sunshine State during the COVID-19 pandemic amidst Newsom's stringent lockdown policies. Additionally, they became registered voters in the city as voters in the city of Naples in 2020. Uh, the revolution, revelation comes after it was reported that uh, Kenneth made a $5,000 donation to Newsom's political rival, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis of Florida. <laughs> Boy, those are some in-laws who aren't real crazy about their son-in-law. And why would you move from California if everything, if all things were equal? Your son-in-law is the governor of California. Uh, California's glorious are vineyards and there's uh, oceanfront and it's it's Eden on Earth. But uh, Gavin Newsom, their son-in-law, apparently has made life a living hell as well as Democrats. Newsom is known a known critic of uh, DeSantis and his policies. The California governor recently pledged one hundred thousand dollars to DeSantis Democrat rival Charlie Crist, which is the political equivalent of uh, flushing your cash down the toilet, <clears throat> I guess. So there you go. Oh, oh by the way, Joe Biden's uh, crowd uh, yesterday, it was the president's Labor Day speech. <laughs> it was held at the uh, Steelworkers Union Hall outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, one person, uh, when they saw the pictures of the event, said, Trump fills stadiums. Biden has to count his security details as part of the crowd. And Trump had a hell of a rally in, uh, in Pennsylvania on Saturday. I'm going to get to some, uh, some of that here in just a few. But the crowd, which uh, would, could be described as being in the dozens gathered outside of the United Steelworkers in, in uh, America Local Union 2227 in West Mifflin. Maybe he should go to Dunder Mifflin, where in Scranton, his hometown, Dunder Mifflin, uh, Mifflin the office featured in the, uh, in the show The Office. You might get a bigger crowd there. So uh, that was his big appearance. Uh, among the speakers at the event were the Democrat Senate candidate John Fetterman, who got out his best hoodie and, uh, and I guess spoke um, unassisted for at least a minute and a half. American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations President Liz Schuler and Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh. This is fantastic. Uh, and uh, apparently, uh, Dur- uh, uh, Schuler read out a list of Democrat candidates who she believed her union members would be supporting, while Walsh referred to Biden as unbelievably awesome. So there you go. It's a big, it's a big rally here. Oh, and then listen to this. And I told you this a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> They're going to talk about, you know, a, a blue wave coming, which is, uh, you know, Joe Biden, his policies and his uh, legislative victories uh, by jamming things through without any Republican uh, uh, approval at all, like the Inflation Reduction Act and this uh, and this uh, uh, executive order uh, getting rid of one trillion dollars in debt. Well, actually not getting, getting rid of it, just putting on you to pay for it. So um, a number of political analysts in recent weeks have portrayed a so-called red wave of Republican victories, and it looks like it's, uh, it's going to happen. Now, I told you, you cannot believe polls. You cannot believe the nonsense right now. And when you start to hear something parroted across all of the mainstream media, big social media, and by the Democrat Party, you know it's a lie. You know it's misinformation and disinformation. Unfortunately, Fox News and Tucker Carlson... A couple weeks ago said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you just don't, don't me. And I listen, we've got to be vigilant. We've got to vote. We've got to vote in person, even if we vote early. Vote in person. 
NBC News said in recent weeks, numerous data points have indicated Republican prospects of a smashing victory are dimming. While the president's party tends to perform poorly in midterm elections, there are signs it is shaping up to be an unusual uh, year, potentially enabling Democrats to hold one or both members of uh, members uh, chambers of Congress. <laughs> In, in uh, late August, The Hill published a, sig- a similar report. Red wave hits breaker. GOP midterm worries rise. Okay. Uh, the outlet quoted the Republican consultant Rick Tyler, who claimed the GAP voter enthusiasm is cratered. I'm not feeling that. Did you see the union uh, the speech of Joe Biden yesterday and the 20-plus thousand people who crowded into a, an arena in Philadelphia or near in uh, Wilkes-Barre? near Philadelphia for Trump on Saturday. That's in a, uh, a really Democrat state, in a, in, a, in a city known for stealing votes for Democrats. The enthusiasm is just not there, Tyler told The Hill. Last time Republicans had a good year, they were six points ahead in the generic poll. Now we're barely two points ahead. Well, guess what? Bullcrap. Yeah. Newly released Trafalgar Group generic ballot nationwide survey pollsters found that respondents are definitely uh, more prone to cast votes for GOP candidates than they were for Democrats. The survey, conducted August 28th through uh, the 30th, found that 42% of respondents said they plan on voting for the GOP candidate compared to 41 who prefer Democrats. 11% undecided, and they don't matter. Interesting, more self-described Democrats, 39% took part in the survey than self-identified Republicans. So they oversampled Democrats, and they still found that Republicans were out in front. So that means to me, about a 10-point advantage, as was the case three weeks ago in polls where Republicans were leading by 10 points. Then, of course, what happened in Alaska... Mary Patola or Poltella or Pol whatever the hell her name is was declared the winner of a special election to fill uh, the late Representative Don Young's remaining term. The two Republican candidates, Trump back Sarah Palin and Nick Begich, received a combined sixty percent of vote. But uh, Peltola won due to the state's ranked choice voting system because she individually received a higher percentage of the vote than either Palin or Begich. So uh, that's why she won because they have a new voting scheme. In Alaska, and again, here's the uh, 56% of Americans said that Biden's speech represents a dangerous expo- uh, escalation in rhetoric, is designed to incite conflict among Americans. 56%, 70.8% of Democrats said it was uh, acceptable campaign messaging. Yeah, 18% said it was uh, designed to incite uh, conflict. Republicans, 89% said it was uh, uh, represented a uh, dangerous escalation. 4.7% saying it was acceptable. Then there's independents. 63% of independents said the speech was a dangerous ex- uh, escalation, while 32% said it was uh, absolutely acceptable. Absolutely acceptable. Mark Meckler, the president of Convention of States, said these numbers reveal that most voters were sickened and deeply disturbed by what they saw last week. When you couple this finding with previous polling we did indicating a majority of voters also hold President Biden responsible for Americans' divisions, it's clear the man who promised to unite the nation has become the most divisive in history. More on this, more audio on this. Sophia, you'll be our first caller today, and that's coming up after this. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
It is the Rob Carson Show. And the President of the United States, despite all of the uh, issues facing Americans, the, the things we're most concerned about, inflation, the price of oil, uh, the price of fuel, the price of heating your home, cooling your home, the price of groceries, the southern border, uh, I could go on and on. He chose to just do a speech last week about his political enemy. And he did it in a sacred place. And he took ownership of Independence Hall and he painted it red. And then he took a couple of uh, proud Marines and had them stand there as a threat to you and me like he had the military behind him. I mean, come on. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows what the speech looked like. Everybody knows what it sounded like. Everybody knows this was a typical iron-fisted assault on half of the country. And you can't do that as the president. But he did it anyway because the election is coming up. And they're going to do anything they can to try and upset the apple cart because Joe Biden and the Republicans or any Democrats realize that Trump supporters and Donald Trump are the biggest threat to the swamp, to their riches, to their ability to ram through an agenda against the will of the American people. And it's the only thing standing between America and the Marxist dream of the class of 1968. It was inflammatory. And we will get into that inflammatory rhetoric and the response from it after this wonderful song from Jim Gossett about his speech. To speak the impeachable speech. It should be. To say the impeachable words. To cross the line into sedition. I like being an enemy of his state. Joe's speech was one for the birds. His state is confusion, by this the way. This was his quest. Not heal but divide. And when he trashed Mega, Joe flat out lied. Yeah, he did it. His speech was a joke designed to incite. Hey, bring it on, Joe. Gotta know we're prepared for the fight. Cause now you're Is Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, uh, the impeachable speech. It should be impeachable because uh, it is um, unprecedented in American history. It is. I just need you, even Democrats, just back up and look at it. Just look at the visual of bathing uh, the, the, you know, th- that hall in red. Is it, isn't red supposed to be the color of Republicans? Well, what's the point? If it's the color of the Republican Party, right, the red wave, they made us red, even though everybody knows communism, everybody knows the Democrat Party is down with red. Why would he paint it red? Unless, I don't know, he and his family got maybe $30 million from the communist Chinese, which is uh, in Hunter Biden's laptop and inspired a book by Peter Schweizer. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it was to inspire fear in the political opponents, and most importantly, it was it was meant to create some sort of a reaction to us, and that reaction is violent, and that reaction is one of uh, demonization. I mean, we're already going through it. Joe Biden just put an exclamation point on it. A few months ago, one of my listeners sent me this uh, quote from Voltaire, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. 
Now, I'm going to play a bunch of things here from Joe Biden, a little montage of how he demonized uh, Trump supporters, uh, basically Republicans, because, uh, let's face it, the Liz Cheney wing of the party ain't exactly rocking the party, if you know what I mean. These are the president's words about us. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Okay, so that would mean that we are a direct threat to our form of government, which means that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the government, to save itself, should be able to, uh, I don't know, um, declare war on that faction. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. Oh, it's just the opposite, actually. And you know that, too. MAGA Republicans. Extreme MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans are extreme MAGA ideology. MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. The MAGA Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. No, it's absolutely wrong. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness in this so we don't uh, seek carnage and darkness. That's nonsense. We, uh, we want to make America great again. Is that dark? As opposed to you saying that it was going to be a dark winter when, uh, the, the, right after you got uh, elected? You said it was going to be a cold, dark winter. You say the world is going to end in seven years. If there is a party of absolute darkness, it's the Democrat Party, and everybody knows it. Let's go to Sophia in Perry Hall, Maryland. She's been holding for a while. Sophia, how are you, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Oh, well, thank you for taking my call. Um, I consider myself to be a somewhat informed, uh, deplorable woman. But the other day, uh, uh, Brain Dead Joe threw off a comment in one of his speeches, and he says, oh, by the way, they're coming after your Social Security next. And I was pretty floored by that with all the other uh, lines that he is spewing. But why did he say that? I have not heard one Republican mention anything about coming after our Social Security. Do you have any insight on that? You know, this is a typical screed from the uh, Democrats. They say we want to get rid of uh, Social Security. They want to uh, starve Grandma and Grandpa. They want to take away all these precious precious, um, uh, government programs that the Democrats have instituted that are going bankrupt. So I don't know if that was a throwaway line. There's nothing on the Republican uh, agenda that says we want to get rid of Social Security. But I will tell you as a Generation Xer who will be retiring in about 15 years, I ain't ain't relying on Social Security. I know that the... uh, that the program is screwed. So I'm not exactly sure what he was trying to get at or if that was just an extraneous uh, line um, that has been frequently uh, repeated by Democrats in the past. Uh-huh. Because well, there's okay. nothing on the plate that says we want to get rid of Social Security. What we'd okay. like to do is we'd like uh, people to be able to say maybe take part of your, and this isn't even on the, on the, on the radar, Take part of the money that you would be putting into Social Security, which, by the way, is nothing more than a slush fund. Uh, Your Social Security goes into a slush fund that is immediately dispersed. You have no account. Okay, it, it's, it's like a, a bad weather forecast. They say that you're going to get $1,100 a month. Like, I think I'm going to get $1,100 a month when I retire. <laughs> 1100 and I've been paying since 1981 or so. So that uh, so I I uh, it doesn't really social security doesn't exist. It's just taking money to redistribute, which is what Democrats want to do with all of our money. That's what they're doing with the student loan thing. They're taking our money to pay off their debt. Correct. You see what Correct. I mean? So but there's nothing yeah. on the radar. Republicans would like to be have people put their money in their own private account and then let it market factors and uh, you know maybe invest in different mutual funds and whatnot and privatize it a little bit and of course the Democrat party goes bananas because they don't just get to keep your money. 
you know. So well, it just it just threw me off a little bit, and I thought it was it was like an, a throwaway remark. But um, mm. you know that affects a lot of people. So I wish you know. Let me let me ask you this, Sophia, because I made this uh, argument this weekend, and um, uh, I had said this thing about Voltaire: those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Now, right. for instance, Joe Biden said of Republicans that they represent extremism that threatens our very foundations. So that would mean that I mean you are an enemy of the state. Now you couple this with eighty-seven thousand IRS agents convinced MAGA Republicans are enemies of democracy. They will do anything to vilify them, right? Wouldn't that mean that those signing up for the uh, position of an IRS agent would look at Republicans as representing the uh, extremism that threatens the very foundations, which would mean that they could be weaponized against them? Wouldn't you think that could happen? Well, that's already happened with Lois Lerner. Oh, yes, of course. You're right. You're right. You're very well-informed, deplorable, as you said. What about January 6th protesters? They demonize them from the get-go. And and consequently, demonization means maybe more extreme treatment without the mediation afforded, I don't know, Guantanamo Bay prisoners. Do you suppose that maybe by demonizing people, you could put them in jail for 600 days without a trial? Do you suppose something like that could happen, Sophia? Well, it has happened. Yeah. um, and uh, people better get moving on on the Capitol to get uh, to get these people released. I know Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Louis Gohmert, maybe a few other people, have been yeah. rattling some change. But uh, it it's yeah, that, America that America is angry about it. We see it. We see it. We saw also the demonization of police. They use words of violence against the police, and consequently, the American public has discovered that violence is an acceptable form of fighting back against supposed oppression by the police. So, all of these things, if you use this sort of rhetoric, then those who make you believe those absurdities can make right. you commit the atrocities. Right. Well, that's why people have to um, they have to be more informed and not just one. Uh, one a, a channel of news they have to if yeah. they choose to be informed that's yeah. that's what i find is probably the problem especially with uh young adults who um who don't get out much mm-hmm. that uh they're going for the same clap clap trap as long as it is a sound an attractive sound bite all right very good sophia thanks for the call thanks for your observations and i made Thank this um, i made this a comparison online and i don't do bombast for bombast's sake, I never have, <clears throat> but I did, uh, and I, I ended up getting in a, in a little uh, tete-a-tete, if it were, with someone very near and dear to me. I said, why don't you replace MAGA Republicans with either, for instance, uh, the president of China, replace the uh, word with Uyghurs, I said, or um, the Jews, and that you know, immediately consternated everybody going, why would you say that? No, 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 I want you to listen. What if instead of you said mega Republicans represent extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic? What if that was the Uyghurs represent or the Jews represent extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic? Do you hear it? Now do you hear how inflammatory and dangerous that is? I, that's the point I was trying to make. And by the way, I didn't get any uh, bad reaction to the analysis because it's true. And the, the person who I was talking through this weekend is a, a Gen Zer. And I said, just because we live in a world of tech and openness and we live in a first world existence, meaning that you and I generally don't have to worry about uh, feeding our families, although it has become much more of an issue with American families who are poor or middle class. <clears throat> 
But when you when you put everything together, uh, we live a privileged life. And if you think that we can't go back to the days before our country, you're absolutely wrong. If you think we put Nazi Germany and Stalin's Russia behind us, look at China, look at North Korea. All they're looking for is a chance. What about if you replaced uh, another one of uh, the Jews do not respect the Constitution? The Jews are determined to take this country backward. The Uyghurs believe for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. You're making people really hate these groups, right? Uyghurs look at the country and see carnage and darkness. Those are horrible people, right? All right, so MAGA Republicans referred to us over and over and over. Joe Biden said, there is no question the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Do you see where I'm going now? Again, the quote is, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Yeah. Now, um, we, of course, uh, reacted to the speech in a very, very bad way. Uh, but some people, for instance, there's this uh, commentator named Roland Martin. He was down with it. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, former uh, uh, director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, said that uh, Biden should have gone further. Should have gone further. Coming up, I've got some more audio. Uh, reaction from, uh, from Democrats who've been whipped into a frenzy and who are completely down with taking down MAGA Republicans. And, uh, and then your calls as well, 800-922-6680. I, I do believe there's much still to be said about this speech and what it meant and the president attempting to uh, back off of the speech on Friday and then in his appearances that garnered tens of people, he maintained that line that we're the enemy of the people. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. This is actually a speech before the Philadelphia speech. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Nah. I don't think so. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. We just have to. Why are they focusing so much on Donald Trump and and uh, saying that the, he defeated Donald Trump in uh, January the 6th? Why is that? Vote, vote, vote. And make sure no one ever has an opportunity to steal an election again. I, I agree with that. This is uh, Roland Martin, the doofus that I was referring to earlier on. Uh, I guess it was... Uh, What's her name? Uh, Jennifer Cross or Christopher Cross on MSNBC. She's a really radical leftist and really, 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 really racist. Here is uh, Roland Martin. He legitimately bathed his background in red light, making fun of, you know, uh, Joe Biden. I mean, he wasn't making fun of Joe Biden. He was, he was, uh, he was making fun of us going, hey, why are you painting uh, Independence Hall red? Pastor Charles Jenkins has uh, an intro to his song, War, uh, where he says, when the enemy is coming at you, you can't fall down, you can't break down. This means war. 
That I call that a declaration of war. It's where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. What did I tell you? Evil. They have allowed evil into their house with Donald Trump. He has now dominated the Donald Trump has never been to my house. Party. This I've been to his, though. <laughs> evil is spreading. And when you are in a war footing, you have to respond accordingly. I told you they, uh, they have uh, officially declared war. We're in the war, guys. It's about time President Joe Biden decided to get tough. It's about time his advisors stopped being weak and stopped being impotent and not fighting back. What these people want to do to this country is, is destroy exactly what? democracy. They want to rig elections. Okay, again, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. All of the things he said about you and me and patriotic Americans are absurdities, and he believes them. Huh. Kind of weird that way. Here is uh, former FBI Director Andrew McCade saying that uh, Joe Biden should have gone further, further, oddly enough, uh, than saying that uh, uh, MAGA Republicans promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights to pursue to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of the country. He made a direct plea to have violence out of politics. There is no place for violence in politics, he says. He referenced the fact that you can't be an insurrectionist and be for democracy. For the people who are in law enforcement, and to an extent are caught in the middle of this, is this something they want to hear? No question. No question. People in law enforcement and people... This is Andrew McCabe. ...within, I think, government more broadly... Want to the hear FBI was involved in throwing the election and covering up Hunter Biden's uh, laptop, by the way. ...here uh, national political figures to include, of course, the president to come out and absolutely call out political violence, uh, everything from local uh, school board officials to local elections. Uh, FBI, remember uh, CRT, going after CRT parents? Officials to our my own uh, former colleagues at the FBI. No place in our country right now. Okay. Um, the FBI actually covered up Hunter Biden's laptop in time for the election. That is a fact. He was a part of the FBI. Oh, by the way, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which we'll get into, uh, not only were there uh, uh, documents protected by uh, attorney-client privilege, they also took some of Joe or Donald Trump's uh, clothing. So uh, for those of you who think it was a targeted raid again for stolen documents, you'd be wrong. It was a blanket raid that is not covered by the Fourth Amendment. We'll get to all of that in your phone calls. And also uh, a reaction from a, uh, a very astute Catholic priest about Joe Biden's speech in Philadelphia and what it means for humanity. And then we'll move into the, uh, the uh, raid of Mar-a-Lago and the latest on that. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Do you find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Open borders, spending on crazy, increasing crime, indoctrination of our kids, inflation, the list goes on and on. There is something you can do now. Buy from companies that believe what you believe. We need to stick together now more than ever, and there has been one company willing to fight for our God-given values since 2012. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code CARSON. 
They offer special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line discounts. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. This will be an abridged week, majorly. And uh, I hope you had a great weekend with your family. I hope you didn't uh, you know, have to work uh, all of your jobs this weekend. Maybe got a chance a little time to, uh, to get out. I did get a chance to see the Elvis uh, Baz Luhrmann movie. And I am the, uh, the worst critic when it comes to Elvis stuff because I'm a huge fan. I, when he died, I cried for a year. I was in fifth grade. And uh, he was my all-time idol. And, I, I mean, I had every bit of uh, memorabilia. I had every record. I've got all of his records. Still got it. Knew everything about Elvis. Wanted to be like Elvis. Wanted to be an Elvis impersonator. Blah, blah, blah. And all of this. And I, and I went into the movie with Baz Luhrmann thinking it's going to be stylized, um, odd, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought they did a wonderful job editing it, uh, juxtaposing uh, old footage with new footage. Uh, I thought that the uh, the lead, the, the actor, did a pretty good job. He didn't look like Elvis until the 1960s, the 68 comeback concert. Then he looked a lot like Elvis. And then uh, it was, it was, I thought it was great. I really did. I thought it was an outstanding version. The best sense... There was a back right after Elvis died, Kurt Russell played Elvis, and he did a really good job. This, I thought, really, really showed Elvis drawing his inspiration from great black blues singers, which is not taking and using in the same fashion, but looking and observing the great blues singers taking the blues singers, mixing it with rockabilly, mixing it with country, and creating a completely new thing, rock and roll. It was great. So it paid tribute to those who came before him and then showed how he reinvented music and created essentially rock and roll. It went from, you ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time. You ain't nothing but, to, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Just, that's what he did. And uh, if you get a chance to see it, if you're an Elvis fan, I don't think you'd be disappointed. But, uh, you know, it was, it was worth my time. I saw this movie. I saw the Tom Cruise movie, Maverick, last week. You know, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, by the way, presidential hi- uh, historian John Meekham was one of the architects behind Joe Biden's uh, MAGA Republicans' threat to America's speech. Um, an article authored by three political reporters stated that Meekum helped frame the speech, which developed over the past three weeks. Meekum had previously worked with Biden on speeches, including the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election. Biden's speech made uh, several references to the soul of America. The theme served as a title of Meekum's book, The Soul of America, The Battle for Our Better Angels, uh, which was published in 2018. Thought you should know. Meekum is a uh, Pulitzer Prize winner for his 2009 autobiography on populist President Andrew Jackson, has given uh, heavy praise to President Biden as well as far-left Democrat agenda. And he was the guy who uh, wrote this. And I made the, uh, the comparison uh, between you know, some of the lines that Joe Biden used during his speech, and I said, if you just insert the word the Jews or the Uyghurs, you see where we are as far as the demonization of the opposing party. It's kind of interesting. Uh, this is a comment, uh, a column from Don Fetter for the Boston Herald. 
Which party seeks to constantly expand the size and scope of the state? In 2018, the federal government took 16% of GDP. This year, with 87,000 new IRS agents, it's 20%. Uh, This October, it'll be 100 years since Mussolini marched on Rome and established his first fascist state. There were elements of fascism in in the Third Reich and in various totalitarian regimes that came under power since then. Fascists use violence to achieve their ends. Mr. Biden's party refused to condemn the BLM Antifa rallies of 2020 when business districts across the country went up in flames and murders were committed in the name of racial justice. Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey, now running for governor, said arson was a good thing. Yes, America is burning, but that's how forests grow. That's what she said. Left-wing crazies, including Jane's Revenge, are the Democrat stormtroops. They're burning. They burned a Catholic church in uh, in Maryland. They have uh, uh, vandalized over 100 uh, uh crisis pregnancy centers around the country sounds a little like i don't know something that may have happened in the past fascists need scapegoats huh for european fascists it was the jews the rich and the old conservative order on this side of the atlantic the fascists have decided that all of the nation's problems are the woes of eh, white males like you and me and now MAGA supporters yeah Once in power, fascists seek to radically transform the government. Ha! Like fundamentally. Biden Democrats are pushing back to pack the Supreme Court, repeal the legislative filibuster, abolish the Electoral College, make mail-in voting permanent, and bestow statehood on D.C. and Puerto Rico. Sounds like they're being a little fascistic, don't it? Senators, uh, uh, so anyway, um, Frederick Hayek was an Austrian economist who left his homeland shortly before the Nazis came in power in Germany. In 1944, Mr. Hayek uh, wrote his classic, The Road to Serfdom, in which he explained that fascism, socialism, and Nazism all had common roots in the central planning of the economy. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. And then I saw this uh, reaction from uh, uh, Priests for Life, uh, Father Frank Provone, a major uh, pro-life activist, this is his reaction to Biden's speech. I want you to listen to this Catholic church, or Catholic priest, talking about what he saw as Constitution Hall, as Independence Hall, was bathed in red, and a clinch-fisted Joe Biden demonized MAGA Republicans. Friends, you're seeing this, right? I mean, what in the world is this? First of all, the words of the speech were bad enough. You know, someone's a clear and present danger and a threat to our republic and our liberties. You don't, you don't give those people equal footing. You, you stop those people. You take away their rights. You persecute them. You demonize them. He's setting up the stage for some really bad stuff. But look at the, I mean, did they do this on purpose? The way this looks like it's a scene from hell. Did they, did they not know what, what it looks like? Or are they doing this on purpose? Yeah, I don't know why they put the music behind him, but (laughs) again, from Voltaire, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. And again, I use the uh, comparisons of uh, what uh, uh, Hitler did in Germany, uh, what is happening in China. These are not stretches at all. When you talk about the demonization of your opposition. And uh, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, Corinne Jean-Pierre, defending the speech. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre immediately following the speech being questioned about it. So other than urging Americans to vote and make their voices heard, the president has no plan to confront this 
threat that he described very forcefully last night? I mean, it's not the first time he's confronted con confronted or spoke about this threat. Uh, he's this is uh, he's done it multiple times at multiple stages uh, during the last three years uh, during his campaign uh, a couple times. They're they're trying to walk it back, and then Joe Biden went out and forgot his speech on Thursday and started saying the same stuff at very sparsely attended rallies over the weekend as well during uh, his administration and he'll continue to, to to lift that up when he feels it's needed yeah before the election here's a little more from kjp back to tonight's speech obviously you said that the president's going to be calling out these lawmakers that are MAGA lawmakers in congress but you had 74 million people vote for trump last time around you said it's a small number that the white house police are extremists can you give us an idea of ballpark are we talking a million of that 74 million? I think they, they think it's all of us. Million, are we talking about 1%, 20%? What kind of number are we talking well, about? Well, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about specifically of uh, MAGA office holders. No, that's not what we heard. That's not what he said during the speech. A little bit more from KJP, the mousy Marxist. It wasn't just a, a policy speech. Obviously, the president believes that we can make great progress uh, out of the darkest moments. And he calls on all Americans, regardless of which aisle of side of the aisle. No, no, he demonized one eye, one side of the aisle. You sit on regardless which ideology that you may follow, which regardless of the political persuasion to unite around democracy. That is kind of weird because I'm not hearing, I, I am, I am honestly, I'm not hearing that from this speech. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Kind of egg on that one right there, pretty much covering all of us. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They're MAGA Republicans. Extreme MAGA Republicans. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much a hate-filled speech as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just, I mean, just a little, and, uh, and here's an absurd, uh, just, a, just a, like, th like she just graduated from college with a worthless degree. If there's any action behind these words. Well, the action is making your voices heard. That is a powerful action. Yeah, the action that Joe Biden wants to take against MAGA Republicans is making your voices heard. We've seen it across time. We have seen it throughout our American history. 87,000 IRS agents. That making your voices heard. Collaborating with Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to shut down conservative speech has been proven. Actually can change. Actually can change the direction of a country. So I would say that is the most powerful tool that we have as a country right now. An unusual event to have happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move around. You've it's asked three questions. No, you've asked, you've asked three It's about making your voices heard well it's hard to make your voices heard when the white house is collaborating with facebook twitter uh youtube and the mainstream media to shut down conservative speech yeah and, and here is uh, joe biden saturday or a friday saying that uh, walking back and saying that biden uh, or that trump supporters are not a threat Here we go. You keep trying to make that case. I don't consider any He says I don't uh, uh, make I don't think any Trump supporters are a threat to the country. Well again, he said it. Let's go to Estelle in Santa Clara, California, the home of our glorious affiliate KSCO. Hello there, Estelle. How are you? Oh, hi, Mr. Carson. Uh, well, I'm breathing some pretty bad hair. We are on fire here. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you're and you're about ready to have some blackouts for uh, for power around there too. That's right. And what I was also going to tell you is that uh, 
Mr. Newsom has decided not to give the seniors the money that he was going to give in October. No, wait, wait, wait. Estelle, Estelle, didn't he tell you he was going to give seniors in California how much before the election? It was, it started to be 600 and then it went down to 350. And then now, a few weeks ago, uh, we heard that the seniors will not be receiving that money for, for gas, for gas expenses. Oh, yes, okay, I remember he was so going to give everybody no a gas idea, card. But uh, what I was going to tell you, Mr. Carson, and your listeners, just please pray because whatever President Biden is saying is a big wash, okay? Yes. That's all he has to say. He has nothing to say because... He is jealous of President Trump. And from the day that President Trump became president, the night of the party, uh, if you watch President Biden's face, you would see the terrible green on his face and around the whole thing, how hatred that he had in his mind and in his body. So that has stayed with him. And yep. it's a sickness. You see, hatred is a sickness. And see, yep. and see, he says he's a Christian man, a Catholic Christian. Yep. He should read Matthew 5, verse 14. It says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who peacefully use you and persecute you. So... Don't even worry, because that's not going to do us any good. All right, Estelle, listen, i got to run. Thank you very much. It is a very fitting Bible verse. Go ahead and bring her down, please. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat to the country. I do think anyone who calls for the use of violence fails to contend now, he has said that he doesn't think the Trump supporters are violent and that anyone who uses uh, violence should be uh, called out, essentially. But he said nothing. He said absolutely nothing when uh, when uh, Democrats burned American cities to the tune of $2 billion. Think about this, guys. Do you remember that summer when because uh, George Floyd died at the hands of a, an officer. He should not have died. He was uh, not exactly a pillar of the community, but it was it was meant to be a flashpoint where uh, basically Soros-supported Marxists, uh, terrorists, uh, arsonists uh, decided that they would just wreak havoc. And they did. And they, they uh, among other things, they wrecked uh, Minneapolis and other cities to the tune of $2 billion. They uh, killed at least 30 people. They injured thousands of police officers. There were 575 riots that summer. And Joe Biden didn't say a damned thing about it. But listen to this. Do you think this is? Hold on. Can you guess when this audio was recorded? I want you to listen to this. Is this January the 6th? <laughs> Okay, is this uh, is this the summer of 2020? 
Police had to push back the protesters so firefighters could get to the flames. Is this Portland, Oregon? Now, you know what day this was? Would you like to know what day this was? Yeah, this was uh, Donald Trump's inauguration day in 2017. It was Washington, D.C. They broke windows. They burned dumpsters. They set fire to uh, at least a couple of cars. It's kind of funny, you know, and, and I made this uh, comparison, and everybody gets freaked out when I do. But, you know, we get comfortable. We think that uh, we are not safe from despotism. We think that we're all beyond that, but we're not. Eighty percent of the world's people live in places where some sort of restriction, discrimination, or ongoing persecution because of their beliefs. Eighty percent. We're in the first world, so we have first world problems like we're too fat. Or we can't afford the new $1,200 iPhone. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I kind of farted the iPad. These are the first world problems we have where there is slavery, there is genocide in the world, and we're a heartbeat away from it. And I absolutely believe it. I absolutely believe that. This is, um, this is kind of interesting. Now, uh, a lot has been said about uh, January the 6th. It's the worst thing ever that ever happened. And, uh, it was the, and I knew immediately when I, when I uh, heard about it, I was like, you know, uh, really, even, even the Republican pundits who have, uh, you know, uh, supposedly they're conservative and all this, they made such a big deal out of, um, of January the 6th. It was the worst thing ever. And, and the thing is, uh, people were let in to uh, to the uh, to the Capitol. A million people were there because they said, "Hey, there are some problems with the elections." They didn't go there to start anything. Fourteen left wing groups had infiltrated the the crowd, and even Newsweek admitted it. And the FBI was uh, involved in this as well. Ray ups anybody? And I said that there are a lot of uh, similarities here. For instance, Joe Biden has been using Stalinistic rhetoric. Since day one, he said it's not who counts the vote or who votes, it's who counts the votes. That's, just, that's a phrase from Joseph Stalin. They tried to create a disinformation bureau. That is a bureau, that is a word that Joseph Stalin in 1923 used and created a disinformation bureau. Then you've got uh, the Reichstag, where followers of Adolf Hitler uh, sacked the Reichstag, the legislation, the parliament for Germany, and then blamed it on the political opposition. Same thing happened on January the 6th. I believe my opinion. The audio that you just heard of uh, buildings being vandalized on Inauguration Day sounds a whole lot like Kristallnacht, doesn't it? What's happening with uh, uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the country sounds a little bit like Kristallnacht. The night of broken glass where people were terrified to oppose or to support the opposite party. And then, of course, Joe Biden is promoting a, a car for the people. Kind of strange. I think there was another leader in the past. They call it the, 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 the people's car, also known as the Volkswagen. That's all inflammatory. No, not really. Here's Joe Biden lying about January the 6th and then slipping about what he thinks about the American Congress. Imagine, Joe, if you turned on the television in Washington, D.C. and saw a mob of a thousand people storming down the hallways of the parliament, breaking down the door. He called it the parliament. He called it the parliament. Doors trying to overturn an outcome of election and killing several police officers. And none of that happened. All of that was a lie. And he called our Congress the Parliament. 
I mean, you got to add these things up and go, hey, are we going to repeat history or are we going to challenge it? So I had mentioned earlier that uh, Joe Biden took a primetime address that he could have uh, talked about uh, inflation, how it's wrecking people's lives. He could have talked about the southern border, which is wide open. He could have talked about a myriad of issues that the American people are really, really concerned about. But he didn't. He chose to demonize 75 million people in this country, supporters of Donald Trump. Why is this? Why is it? What was the purpose of the speech? What was the purpose of the speech? Other than an election is coming up and we're going to get our asses kicked. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to resort, as I have throughout the presidency, to great dictators of the past. And uh, do a speech that just vilifies half the population, just vilifies those people who he says went into the Capitol to overthrow the government even though they were let in. Supposedly, originally, $100 million worth of damage caused to the Capitol, yet they were op- able to open it up two hours later with no problem. There was no smoke damage. There were no, there were no uh, 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 people in there uh, picking up the pieces. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, whatever organization there to, to uh, f- go through years of, of, uh, of re- uh, rehabilitating the hall, etc. Nothing, none of that happened. Why can't we see 16,000 hours of video from inside? Because you see, January 6th was a Reichstag moment. And then you look at other things like Joe Biden using literally the words of Joseph Stalin, and you go, wow. Yeah. Yeah. President Biden made uh, two speeches planned for Labor Day. Early on during the address, he appeared to walk back his August the remark comparing Trump supporters to semi-fascists, you know. Later, he said that a heckler was a uh, MAGA Republican, escorted out the door, and he said he was destroying America. So make up your mind. Are we are the enemy or not? I mean, he could have followed up on this promise. Remember this promise from 2019? Listen to this promise. I haven't heard any feedback on this. I haven't heard any, any updates on this. Wish you... Uh... If I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Okay, Joe Biden said, and if you fell for it, man, you are just about as dumb as a box of rocks without the rocks. Thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Uh, I haven't heard anything of that as a big priority. There are people in my life right now who have cancer. Somebody in my life right now is 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 got stage four. Why didn't he talk about cancer? He promised he's going to cure it. During his administration, we're, we're halfway through. Why hasn't he done it? Oh, maybe it was just something he said to get elected, right? Uh, and the networks refused to run a Biden's primetime speech demonizing MAGA Republicans because it was too political. This close to the midterms. CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox News. Uh, of course, uh, Newsmax didn't cover it as well. Declined to air his speech. It was too political. No, they wanted to distance themselves from, from it because they knew it was going to be inflammatory and it was going to be received well. They knew how politically dangerous it was, and it was drawing a line that uh, would, would possibly get people to react in a violent fashion against mega conservatives. And that's what it was there for. They recognized it. Why hasn't Barack Obama said anything about the speech? Why hasn't, uh, why hasn't uh, George Bush said anything about the speech or the raid on Mar-a-Lago? Why haven't they said anything? Why hasn't Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton, why haven't they said anything about it? 
Why has it? Nancy Pelosi said it was a great speech on Friday. Hadn't said a damn thing. No Democrats are really saying anything. They're leaving it up to idiots like Roland Martin and others on MSNBC. It's kind of funny. Uh, by the way, Donald Trump had a killer speech. It was carried on Newsmax. I'm going to share the audio in just a second. But I want you to listen to this. And I, I said to you earlier that uh, Joe Biden is, uh, they, they came up with a disinformation bureau, which was created by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Look it up. It's okay. And then there was uh, uh, Lavrenti Beria, most ruthless and longest-serving Secret Service police in Joseph Stalin's reign of terror in Russia and Eastern Europe. He said that uh, he could prove criminal conduct on everyone, anyone, even the innocent. He said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. So basically, if you have access to anything in a man's life, they'll find something, the state will find something to charge you criminally with. Like confidential records. Yeah? Or like 87,000 IRS agents going and combing over your returns and finding maybe a mistake about a deduction and saying, oh, that's a crime. Like I said, I don't, I don't do bombast for bombast's sake, but I do state the obvious. When you literally use the words of Joseph Stalin, when you literally celebrate those actions that were committed by other dictators in the past, when they happen here... You have to realize that your smartphone and your full pantry aren't going to protect you from being a victim of a despotic regime like's happening in China or North Korea. We're not past it. It still exists in the world. There are millions of slaves in China. Some of them probably made your frickin' phone. Here is uh, uh, Donald Trump. He had an incredible speech on Newsmax. I can't wait to see the ratings. They're going to be gigantic. Joe Biden literally did several speeches. No one was there. He had a high school uh, auditorium speech on Friday where it was one-fourth full. Then there was a speech on Saturday. Almost nobody there. Then, then Monday, uh, l- literally maybe 25, 30 people at a speech for John Fetterman running for Senate in Pennsylvania. Nobody there. Donald Trump filled an auditorium. There were thousands turned away, and millions watched his speech on Newsmax. A few weeks ago, you saw it, when we witnessed one of the most shocking abuses of power by any administration in American history. The shameful raid and break-in of my home, Mar-a-Lago, was a travesty. Show the man, I'll show you the crime. Justice. that made a mockery of America's laws, traditions, and principles before the entire world. The entire world was watching, and they're shocked. They're shocked. Because they know it was, uh, what it was all about. It was about targeting a political enemy that's been going on for seven years by a corrupt, a corrupt FBI and a very corrupt president now. South American countries, numerous of them, their leaders said, could you imagine if that was ever done in our country, what the United States would be saying about us? The Biden administration invaded the home of their chief political opponent, yep. who is absolutely destroying him and everyone else in the polls. I hate to say it. <laughs> yeah, big time. even including the Republicans, but we love the Republicans. (laughs) There you go. On a phony pretext, 
getting permission from a highly political magistrate who they handpicked late in the evening, just days before the break-in, and trampled upon my rights and civil liberties as if our country that we love so much were a third world nation. 100%. Then he went on and did a speech where he bathed Constitution Hall, Independence Hall, with red and delivered a speech where he demonized half of the American people as enemies of the state. Here's uh, Donald Trump's response to uh, uh, enemies of the state and who really is. As you know, this week, Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to give the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president vilifying... Does, uh, does he ever say uh, Biden Democrats are the enemy of the state? Does he say that? 75 million citizens... He generally says, hey, why don't you come over here? D- try, try this party. As he told uh, people of color in the last election, what do you have to lose? Plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it, as threats to democracy and as... Enemies of the state. You're yeah, there you go. Uh, enemies of the state. That's what we've been called. Here's, um, let me see here. Here's a little bit more from the speech. As threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're yeah. all enemies of the state. Proud enemy of your state, Joe Biden. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him, which is circling around him. Do this, do that, Joe. You're going to do this, Joe, right yeah, he's not an enemy of the state. Joe Biden from is a Joe Biden on, is a promoter of the state. He's an enemy of the people. A little bit more from Donald Trump. From that moment on, I or at least seventy-five million of the people came the enemy of the Washington swamp. For six years, the radical Democrat Party, the rhinos, the media, and the deep state have tried relentlessly to stop me and you. And every time they say, we got him this time, and every time they do a face plant, and MSNBC and CNN are the latest casualties of that fakery. First they fabricated the Russia, Russia, Russia scam. You saw it was a total fabrication. Yeah, there was that. Now they all admit. And the FBI was behind it, by the way. They actually worked with uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign to get uh, FISA warrants to surveil Donald Trump, his campaign, his transition team, and presidency. That's illegal. That's the first time the FBI tried to throw an election for Democrats. Then we had impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two. And now these same exact people at Justice and the FBI, the same people, along with outside scum, are at it again with the horrific raid of my home. Yeah. They just go on and on, and they have to be stopped. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a little more. being assaulted by the same group at the FBI and DOJ that just a few years ago declared no reasonable prosecutor would charge crooked Hillary Clinton. Weird how that happens, ain't it? After she set up a secret (laughs) illegal server to hide her family. Don't forget how the FBI covered up Hunter Biden's laptop and 70% of Americans, actually more than that, 80% of Americans say they would not have voted for uh, Joe Biden had the laptop information been made public before the election. But the FBI literally hid it. Pay for play schemes, crammed it full of classified information, 
allowed it to be plundered by foreign hackers. You know that happened. And then deleted, acid-washed, 30,000 emails. Think of that. 30,000 emails. And what else did she do? Boom, with a hammer, smashed her phone systems to smithereens. Yeah, that would usually mean that uh, maybe a crime had been committed and somebody was trying to cover it up. If you have that kind of destruction, it's not about your daughter's wedding or, uh, or yoga, by the way. FBI sees 50 empty folders marked classified during the raid on, uh, on Mar-a-Lago. They also accidentally, I guess, took clothing. They took some clothing. Did you know that? They also took uh, items that were privileged, attorney-client privilege. And by the way, the FBI, um, former FBI Hunter Biden point man, Timothy Thibault, who reportedly buried information, he not only uh, got in the way of uh, Hunter Biden laptop m- reaching the media, worked with Ed, worked with uh, Facebook, he worked with uh, Twitter. They took down any m- any uh, information about. They declared it disinformation. He also was the uh, uh, point man. Uh, he buried information on Tony Bobolinsky about the Biden family business scheme with a now bankrupt CCP linked energy company. He did that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bobolinsky personally met with Joe Biden in 2017 for an hour to discuss Biden's family business plans with the Chinese. Then Bobolinsky gave three cell phones with encrypted messages between him and the business partners partners uh, to the FBI. And the FBI said they had it. We got this. Uh, Bobolinsky interview with the FBI reportedly included meeting with two ranking agents who turned him over to younger agents, William Novak and Garrett uh, Churchill. A 2017 email from Hunter Biden's laptop revealed a business deal between Bobolinsky, the Biden family, and high-ranking members of the Chinese Communist Party, including 10% held for the big guy. Yeah. Bobolinsky and his lawyer were given Tabo's cell phone number, told that they, he would be their point man in the FBI thereafter. That night, Bobolinsky's lawyer phoned Tebow, who said he would uh, soon advise on the next steps whether Bobolinsky should do a follow-up interview, and he never did. Bobolinsky was never invited to testify or anything. They just made it disappear like they did Hunter Biden's laptop. You are being played. A little bit on the uh, the big victory for the uh, Trump legal team with regard to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Your phone calls as well. Victor, you hold on. You'll be next. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. They rifled through the first lady's closet drawers and everything else. And even did a deep and ugly search of the room of my 16-year-old son. You know, isn't that amazing? Uh, Joe Biden has a son who has uh, megabytes of uh, of information where he was, uh, you know, uh, writing prostitutes and uh, doing crack and uh, doing business deals with uh, Chinese energy companies and Ukrainian energy companies. And yet they chose a 16 year old kid's room. The FBI went into a 16 year old kid's room. And rifled through it. Went through the first lady's wardrobe and left it a complete mess. Are you out of your nut? Who's down with that? Are you down with that? Because if you are, you're something broken about you. Dear God in heaven. You know, you you can't talk about uh, uh, the children of the president. 
Yet the FBI went in and they raided Baron Trump's friggin' room. How ungodly awful. And they did this to, to Melania Trump's wardrobe. It wasn't enough to savage everything she did by the national media. It wasn't enough that she was ignored by everybody, even though she's the most captivating, gorgeous, intelligent first lady we've had in decades, by the way. Speaks five languages, among other things. Never got a Vogue color cover, but uh, Jill Biden did. She supplied Ray. Dear God. They raided the president's son's room. What in the hell? What is wrong with you, FBI? Dear God in heaven. Just sickening. Let's go to Victor in uh, Silver Spring. Hello there, Victor. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, uh, uh, my best girl came over Saturday, and we watched the speech, and it was a breath of fresh air to hear him ad-lib, tell stories without any uhs and oohs and stumbling and bumbling. (laughs) So the next day, we went to West Virginia to visit one of my trucker friends, and on the way there, as soon as we got out of the confines of the D.C. area, we saw nothing but Trump signs, American flags, the whole bit. And when we got to my trucker friend's house, all his neighbors, including him, had their Trump flags, American flags. Boy, what a brush of fresh air to be in mega yeah. country. Exactly. Well, you live in Silver Spring, which is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, this doesn't surprise me. And then you look at the turnout for the speeches over the weekend. Victor, he, he literally went and did a speech for John Fetterman. They had to go to a union hall, and they literally had about t- two dozen people, which I think included security, to see Joe Biden. Yeah, me- um, meanwhile, a me- gigantic... Like, um, the applause he got at the union um, hall meeting yesterday yeah. um, reminded me of laughing where you had one single person clapping at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, very much like that. It was kind of like if there were a grand opening for a Payless Shoes, you know, maybe. Well, no, that'd be bigger, actually. Uh, I, I'm not sure what a smaller crowd would be, but nobody cares. Right. Nobody watches. No, nobody cares. And can you name your latest affiliates so I can tell my friends where to find you? I will. Let me do that real quick. Victor, have a a glorious day, my friend. Well, I can't go through all of these. Um, uh, MLB Atlanta, JFP Philadelphia, WCBM Balmer, thank you. KMZQ uh, Las Las Vegas, KSCO San Jose, Um, also uh, WJFE Norfolk, uh, WJFN Richmond, KDAZ Albuquerque, KNNR Reno Carson City, KELY Ely uh, Nevada. Um, uh, Let's see, Fargo, we're on WZFG and W or KTGO and KVI in Seattle. I think that's all of them. I could be wrong, but uh, that seems to be all of them. We got about 30 signals, like 21 markets. We got to take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show. 
It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number three of the uh, of the program. And this hour, we're going to be talking to Mark Meckler. He is the president of Convention of States Action, which may be where we need to go as far as the country is concerned. We will uh, touch base with him at the uh, bottom of the hour. And um, there's just a lot of stuff happening in the news. We've been covering uh, Biden's speech on Thursday. We have been covering uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the FBI, uh, broken completely. Uh, something that's kind of interesting, I thought was uh, actually uh, it would be funny if it weren't so serious. A Black Lives leader is accused of pilfering $10 million from the organization by local chapters who say it was used like a personal piggy bank. This is not uh, uncommon. Black Lives Matter has been a shakedown since it was in, 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 invented uh, after, uh, after the, uh, the death of George Floyd. It's a joke. It's a shakedown. It's a put on. It's a, it's a Marxist organization. The leader, Patrice Kohler, said she's a Marxist. Uh, it's fairly obvious uh, that this is just a self-serving institution. Uh, Patrice Kohler lives in a couple of mansions now that she bought. Uh, she had no money before that. But uh, prominently leader of Black Lives Matter Steele is, is, has been accused of stealing $10 million from the group in an explosive uh, lawsuit filed by other organizers of the movement. What has Black Lives Matter done? Anybody? Anybody? Can I, can I uh, you in the first row? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the restroom is right down the hall. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Take, anybody else? Anybody else have something on what awesome things the Black Lives Matter has done to... Uh, to uh, the black community and their uh, their life in America. Anybody? Anybody else? No. Mm-hmm. Shamoyala Bowers, a board member of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, BLMGNF, should be WTF, was accused of using the group as a personal piggy bank in the lawsuit in uh, Thursday in Los Angeles. Uh, In a legal lengthy statement, the BLGFN uh, board furiously denounced the allegations as harmful, divisive, and false and accused BLMGR leaders of lining their own pockets with $10,000 monthly stipends rather than supporting local groups and families. Have you seen the murder rate in Baltimore lately? Yeah. Uh, Concerns over fiscal issues have also led to the resignation of Patrice Cullors, the co-founder uh, and uh, the uh, lawsuit calls Bowers a uh, rogue administrator, a middleman turned usurper whose own consulting firm was paid $2 million by BLM GNF WTF in 2020. So, yeah, it's a shakedown. It's put up. IRS has revoked uh, North Carolina's NAACP tax exempt status because of uh, some uh, financial chicanery as well. What good is it doing? What, what, what's good, the, uh, the NAACP, what have they done? Uh, when you look at the murder rate being 13 times the national average and black-on-black violence in, in major communities. Oh, and in Baltimore, they're going to do a, they're gonna do a uh, what the hell is it, a curfew for 12 to 17-year-olds on Saturday nights. That's going to make a difference. I was thinking, you know, one of the main tenets of BLM and CRT is that uh, black people cannot make it in the United States because of institutional racism. And I said from the get-go, if this were the case, then why did we have Hank Aaron? And when you look at the world, I just heard they were running a commercial on WCBM, or anchor station, that said there's this new, uh, this new uh, documentary out talking about th- how that the United States of America is really the only place in the world where people of color would want to live right now. You might want to go to France. I don't know, whatever the hell. But think about this. If you think 
that uh, institutional racism keeps people from being great here in this country, in the United States, then why is there no John Coltrane from Namibia? And why is there not, uh, where is Zambia's Muhammad Ali? And where is Jamaica's Harriet Tubman? And in the country of Chad, why didn't Langston Hughes come from there? And, uh, and what about uh, uh, Jesse Owens? Is there a Jesse Owens in Angola? How about a Michael Jordan? Is there a Michael Jordan from another country in this world? Is there another Oprah and another Tiger Woods, another Eddie Murphy, another Martin Luther King Jr., a Booker Washington, anybody? Any Martin Luther King Juniors from Sub-Saharan Africa? I'm just checking. Anybody? These are all people who transcended race and became the greatest people in the history of mankind. Some of the greatest people in the history of mankind, people of color in the United States of America, your argument that the United States of America is presently institutionally racist and there's not a chance for people of color to succeed, it is moot. We have always strived to become a more perfect union. I'm not thinking Mozambique is really concerned about becoming more perfect. Otherwise, so many people wouldn't be coming here, knocking down the doors or sneaking in the southern border. There you go. Just that thought. I did a lot of thinking this week. I did a lot of thinking. Judges granted Trump's request to have a special master review of the documents seized in Mar-a-Lago. This is, this is good. Judge Aileen Cannon approved Trump's motion to appoint a special master. The independent party would review for attorney, client, and executive privilege. Detailed property inventory reveals agents seized approximately 11,000 documents and 1,800 other items. This, by the way, included a cur- attorney, uh, client privileged information. They went in and they raided uh, 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 Donald Trump's son's room. That had to make him feel real big, didn't it? That had to make him feel real big. And Melania Trump's wardrobe. They apparently not only took Donald Trump's passports that they've returned, they also took some clothing items and they took attorney, client privileged items because it was a blanket warrant for anything. Oh, and over the weekend, Steve Bannon was swatted again, by the way. Cops and firefighters and medics all called to uh, Steve Bannon's home. This, of course, happened to Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican, a vocal Republican member of Congress. It happened to her twice at her home in Atlanta because the left will do anything, including see people uh, killed. I'm not kidding. I wish I were. Swatting is an incident where they say, oh, yeah, there's been a murder in the house. There's somebody in there with a gun. You better go get them. And the police arrive, and they've got weapons drawn. So if that person is a law-abiding citizen, and that person just happens to be a gun owner, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and there are people pounding at your door, you might get your weapon and have it with you when you go to the door. And consequently, if law enforcement sees that weapon, you're dead. Also, the Democrat Party, Joe Biden... The Attorney General of the United States haven't said a damned thing about protesting in front of Supreme Court justices' homes, which is illegal. They haven't condemned it. They haven't even condemned. They haven't even condemned an attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. They haven't condemned it. Do you know why? It's because the only way to remove a Supreme Court justice is retirement 
or death. Supreme Court justices are appointed for life, which means the conservative justices on the Supreme Court appointed by Donald Trump are going to be there for years, perhaps decades to come. Kind of strange. Kind of strange how that happens, isn't it? Um, I think we need a little palate cleanser about the 2020 election, which I do believe was stolen because I'm not stupid. Just what makes this senile old man think he can be pres when he can't? Everyone knows this man can't keep from pooping his pants. What? He won the live vote, the dead guy vote, the fake ballots pulled out of the sky vote. He isn't really president, just a resident. He was chosen by mail. The only thing that he knows how to do every day, screwing me and you. Only thing that Joe can do is to fail. Or, 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 or the mom and dad. No, I, I, I really mean it. Dems have got no hope with this old dope. He has not met a gal that he won't grow. Biden has got a broken brain. His VP is lame. Kamala's been a big flop. Whoops, there goes Biden on the ground. On his keister, Joe is usually found. Whoops, Joe Biden, he is going kerplop. And uh, in the state of uh, was it uh, Wisconsin, I guess they're getting rid of these uh, these uh, uh, Zuckerbuck ballot boxes. By the way, and they're also uh, apparently in Wisconsin. They've been doing what they tried to do, or they succeeded in doing in 2020, and that is to change election law before the coming election. And a judge has said, "I don't think so. I don't think so." Got a little more uh, information on that in just a second. Also, want to mention the federal judge who uh, offered the who came up and, and said that a a special uh, master could be appointed appointed so the the FBI wouldn't be in charge of the documents they seized, so they could just go, rifle through anything and and use anything that Donald Trump has done wrong against him, even though they weren't there for those items. Judge Aileen Cannon uh, said in her ruling allowing this that Joe Biden signed off on the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Listen to this. This is from the document signed off on by the judge saying there would be a special master. The FBI access to the records in question as requested by the, are you ready, incumbent president beginning as early as Thursday, May the 12th. Joe Biden got this ball rolling. He was working with the FBI and the uh, National Archives to find something to get Donald Trump on. This was the latest attempt at taking down Donald Trump, and it was once again collaboration between the, uh, the president, the FBI, DOJ, and in this case, the National Archives. It's not going to work, though. It's not going to work. Let's take a break. Your calls are welcome. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Here's
close to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. So two attorneys generals are going after Facebook and Twitter for uh, collaborating with the Biden administration. They literally worked hand in hand with the Biden administration to uh, promote the president's agenda and to uh, torch Republicans. Uh, that is a fact. And uh, and a recent uh, a judge recently ruled Facebook repeatedly and in- intentionally violated the state of Washington's campaign ad transparency laws and must uh, pay penalties. Attorney General Bob Ferguson derided Facebook's cynical attempt to gut the state's campaign finance laws, challenging the masters of the universe to follow the law. Uh, the law states that ad sellers must disclose the name and addresses of political ad buyers and metrics such as total number of ad views generated. Every newspaper and every other outlet uh, in the state follows the rule without trouble, but Facebook believed it didn't have to. So Facebook, here, let me just try to make this explainable to you. Facebook worked with the Biden administration to shut down free speech on COVID, to shut down free speech, to call the criticism of the 2020 election, uh, call it uh, misinformation and disinformation. They literally worked with the FBI and the Biden administration to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story. Okay, all of these things happen. And then on top of it all, Facebook uh, can take all sorts of money from people buying ads on the left side of the political equation, not discriminate where the money is coming from at all. So it's coming from George Soros, fine. Now, at the same time, Facebook also, since it has an ungodly anti-Trump, anti-conservative bias, can shut down your reach. So if you want to buy an ad on Facebook promoting Donald Trump or a Trump Republican, that is absolutely forbidden. And that is a violation of campaign law. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about the collaboration that has been proven between uh, the FBI, the Biden administration, Facebook, and Twitter. Here she is uh, basically uh, acting like yeah, there's, there's nothing there, and she has no comment. Thank you. On social media companies, um, did the administration give Twitter and Facebook uh, talking points um, over flagging what the president describes as mis- misinformation? Talk, say that one more time. Has the administration helped Twitter and Facebook with talking points about what the administration believes is misinformation or how much coordination is there between the administration um, and social media companies? So I, I, I don't have anything to, to share with you on that. I'm not going to comment on, on that right this time. Because the, the attorney generals from Missouri and uh, Louisiana said there's a vast censorship enterprise um, across a multitude of federal agencies. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to comment on that. I don't have anything on that. She was dumbfounded when asked about the Biden administration's alleged collusion with big tech. High-ranking officials in the Biden administration worked hand-in-hand with influential social media companies to censor content that was deemed misinformation. Disinformation. The government identified examples of problematic content in social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter would remove the posts, said the emails obtained in a lawsuit by Republican Attorneys General Eric Schmidt of Missouri and Jeff Landry of Louisiana. The big tech companies would regularly engage in regular chats with the Centers for Disease Control to identify and remove so-called misinformation. By the way, a peer-reviewed study of ivermectin shows it's 92% effective against uh, catching covid Thousands of people died 
because there wasn't a government-approved prophylaxis until they got one approved through Merck, and Merck made a ton of money. I started saying this in March of 2020. The big companies would would engage in these regular chats. Uh, The lawsuit stated that dozens of federal officials across uh, at least 11 federal agencies, listen, engaged in a massive, sprawling federal censorship enterprise with the intent and effect of pressuring social media media platforms to censor and and suppress private speech that federal officials disfavor. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say that what you are saying is disinformation or misinformation, it means you know the truth. I've been saying this for years. You know that. It's being proven. Eric Schmidt said beyond DOJ, Meta identified 32 additional federal officials, including White House officials who communicated with them. And YouTube identified 11 federal officials, including White House officials who communicated with them, many of whom who weren't disclosed by the crooked DOJ. As she thumbed through her notes at the podium, KJP uh, said that uh, we, uh, we don't have this information, and uh, let's move on. That's what she just said. It's like they have their own Stasi in the FBI, in the DOJ. It's like they have their own Pravda and Izvestia in the mainstream media and big social media. All of this is going to hit the fan, guys. And it's whether or not you want to be on the right side of history. You are. Joe Biden raised the ante by saying that you and I are enemies of the state. They're going to do anything to retain power. And it's not going to work. Let's go to Chris, Chris in Watsonville, California. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. All right. Thank you, Rob. You know, I, I was saying before any of the pundits that the FBI rigged the election and that's why there was no evidence yeah and before i open my mouth and sound too preposterous let me back up and say that if you were the former ussr and the kremlin and you wanted to take over america you would go straight for the top of the legal system which is the fbi and the cia Mm -hmm. and you would infiltrate that first and we do have a case of where biden probably won 38 percent of the vote yep but that's it yeah. And there was uh, deep state meddling, and yeah. that is this whole raid on the Mar-a-Lago is just doubling down on that lie yeah. Yeah. that it wasn't stolen. Chris, these are all dominoes, by the way. These are all dominoes, and they're all falling in the favor of uh, of uh, Republicans, of uh, Trump supporters, because all of this is a cabal. It was recognized by Time magazine. They admitted it. And now we know that a lot of this uh, this action was criminal, was criminality, was involved. And people are going to go to jail. We have to vote in person, okay? We have to vote in person, either early or on Election Day, if we're going to make them pay. Mark Meckler, Convention of States action coming up. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They're MAGA Republicans. Extreme MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans extreme MAGA ideology. MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans. There's no law MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. 
The MAGA Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness in this. You know, actually, the only carnage and darkness I'm uh, seeing is from the left. And the carnage and darkness is in places like uh, Portland, Oregon, where people are moving out. They can't get rid of their houses because homeless encampments with drug dealers are parked out in front of them. Violent crime through the ceiling. I would call that uh, the Democrat president of the United States and the Democrat Party ushering in an era of carnage and darkness. Mark Meckler is the president of Convention of States Action. He is also the co-founder of Citizens for Self-Government. And. Uh, was the co-founder of the Tea Party Patriots. And if I'm not mistaken, the Tea Party Patriots were also demonized by, uh, by someone else, that being a, uh, a president and an IRS, uh, the leader of the IRS. Mark, on the Newsmax hotline, how are you today? I'm good. Good to be with you, Rob. Do you, uh, do you see history repeating itself? I mean, you had the Tea Party Patriots, a Tea Party movement demonized by an american president and lois lerner weaponized the uh, weaponizing the fbi or the irs to uh, demonetize groups like that before an election are you seeing that history is uh, repeating itself sir oh absolutely identically you know back then we ended up having to bring a class action lawsuit against the irs they had to settle that for 3.7 million dollars the ability to be weaponized against the american people that there was never any kind of reform effort at the irs to prevent that now they're going to stick 87,000 IRS thugs on us, and you can be darn sure they're coming after people like you and me. It is uh, remarkable. And then you saw the speech by Joe Biden where he bathed Independence Hall in blood red. Mark, when you saw that, uh, what were your thoughts? Fascist? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I really, it's hard to be more blunt than that. This is the new Democrat fascist party. Everything he said about his opponents was fascist. This is what they accuse us of, but they're actually operating in a fascistic manner. Mussolini said fascism was everything inside the state, nothing outside of the state, and nothing against the state. That's how the Democrats operate. This is the NDFP, the New Democratic Fascist Party. And then you see the collaboration between uh, big social media and the Biden administration, dozens of officials censoring speech with regard to COVID, with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop, the FBI involved in that, with regard to uh, the election of 2022, which was immediately called, if you believed that there was some impropriety, uh, that you were immediately called a conspiracy theorist, and uh, it was called a big lie, if you believe that. This is very Stalinistic. They're even using the words of Stalin with the term disinformation, Mark. Uh, What do you see as far as uh, the American people right now? Uh, I saw you quoted in an article this morning. The majority of Americans say Biden's anti-MAGA speech was designed to incite conflict. I saw you quoted. uh, You said these numbers reveal that most voters were sickening, sickened and deeply disturbed by what they saw. Uh, What else would you like to say about what they saw with regard to Joe Biden's speech and the actions of the Democrat? party this election season yeah i think the polling was interesting because it shows that by a large measure republicans and independents were opposed to this but and i think this is an important caveat democrats liked it and they thought it was just normal electioneering it didn't bother them at all yet this is unprecedented in american history i can say i don't recall a president certainly in my lifetime ever vilifying his opponents this way Uh, the mass of american people tens of millions who are quote-unquote mega americans who voted for donald trump And so people think it's dangerous and horrifying. One of the things that I think is most interesting is we saw the highest percentage of people in an individual demographic that thought this was dangerous 
uh, aside from the Republican Party that you would think, were young people, 18 yes. to 24, almost 60 percent of them said this was dangerous rhetoric. It's interesting because I think there is a line between Gen Z and millennials. Millennials, uh, not against against all millennials, but I, I just don't think that we're going to get any solutions to uh, to our major issues when you are looking at millennials. Millennials being the progeny, the first uh, uh, progeny of the class of 1968, the first generation to be uh, brainwashed in school to hate the United States, to not uh, say the Pledge of Allegiance, the first to uh, kneel during the national anthem. But I, I do think that uh, uh, Gen Z really got smacked around by COVID, among other things. And I think uh, Gen Z is a little more savvy with regard to uh, to things like this. I want to read a quote to you, Mark Meckler. Um, th- this is from Voltaire. Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Uh, like, for instance, that Republicans want women to die uh, in back alley abortions may be an excuse for leftists to go out and uh, vandalize uh, crisis pregnancy centers. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Something I try to explain to people on the right, uh, mostly on the right, we we don't spew a lot of hatred. We might think people are wrong. We might think their political positions are stupid, but we don't call them Nazis. (laughs) We don't say that they are actual Hitler. When you say to people that we are Nazis, homophobes, racists, misogynists, etc., then you set up the precursors literally for genocide. You're dehumanizing your opponents. That's what Joe Biden did in this speech, and that's why I think it's so dangerous. Now, I did uh, make a uh, uh, a lot of the times, you know, I remember bumper stickers that said uh, uh, George Bush was a Nazi, George Bush was Hitler, all this. It's gone around forever. But this morning I talked about Joe Biden's speech. And if you hear uh, Joe Biden's speech and you look at and you replace um, uh, MAGA Republicans with, for instance, the Jews or in China, the Uyghurs. I want you to put this in perspective, okay? So, for instance, if you decided to say the Jews represent extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic, or if you say the Uyghurs are determined to take this country backward, or if you say the Jews look at this country and see carnage and darkness, doesn't that kind of put things into perspective with regard to the demonization of a group? Yeah, it really does. I think the rhetoric is essentially identical. It's, again, very dangerous. And the optics were so bad. I don't know who they have setting up sets for them or lighting or camera. But the idea of having him standing there, raising his fist in front of a red and black background, which are always the the color of fascists and totalitarians, is pretty outrageous and very jarring. Yeah, and again, I'm going to say this, and this quote from Voltaire is perfect. Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. This goes to the 87,000 IRS agents. If you convince them that MAGA Republicans are enemy of the democracy, who do you suppose they're going to go after? Let's look at January 6th. Demonization, like uh, absurdities, uh, mean more extreme treatment in uh, detention facilities without mediation afforded those in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, Let's also talk about the demonization of police, uh, more violence as an acceptable form of fighting a back against the system. All of these things are being used. All of these words are being used against those who disagree with the Democrat Party and their agenda, Mark. Yeah, they are. And people have to wake up to the fact that the Democrats have now, again, I hate to use this term, I'm not being hyperbolic, but they have become fascist. And this is actually a fascist party in the United States of America. They believe in silencing their opponents. They have this, again, absurd idea. You're talking about absurdity that 
speech is violence, that it's important that disinformation is, quote-unquote, censored. And so what they're trying to do is shut down their opponents, all of their opponents, including guys like you and me. When they do that, it's only a matter of time before they start throwing us in jail. We've seen that with the J6 defendants. We've seen it what they did with Peter Navarro dragging him on a, off an airplane, a 76-year-old professor in manacles and, and uh, handcuffs. It's just yeah. outrageous stuff. That's where yeah. we're headed. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Mark. We've talked before, and, and I want to embrace this convention of states uh, idea. A lot of people are looking for answers. They're saying, well, yeah, but if, if Republicans you know, gain go- control of both houses, it doesn't mean that they're going to do anything. I'll tell you right now, Mark, and, and I think the word on the street is that people not only want people in power to be taken out of power, they want to see people prosecuted for the uh, abuses and usurpations that they have uh, saddled us with, including January the 6th. Uh, I want to see people go to jail for covering up Hunter Biden's laptop and throwing the election. I want to see people go to jail for uh, for some of the things that uh, that have happened i'm afraid that uh, republicans won't have the balls to do it uh, but let me just ask you what about the convention of states option with both houses of congress being republican uh, tell me about the process and what convention of states could do to turn around our country yeah the convention of states is a method whereby we can gather as states and propose amendments to take power away from washington dc and Congress really has no role in that. Their only role is to name the time and place of convention. It's what we call ministerial or secretarial. It's, it's nothing legal. They just name a time and place. And if they don't, we still meet. So I don't think it really changes anything to have a Congress that's controlled by Republicans in both houses, other than it might be easier to get them to name a time and place. But we really don't need that. And I think it's really important what you said. I don't expect them to do anything. I mean, the the new boss is going to be the same as the old boss. We've seen this over and over with Republican Congresses. I have very low expectations. But what is the Convention of States going to do? If we are able to do it, and what do we have to do to get it? Go ahead. Yep. So it takes 34 states to call. So far, 19 states have done so. They're going to talk about amendments that would take power away from the federal government. For example, a balanced budget amendment, a term limits amendment, not just for Congress, but term limits for the bureaucracy, for the deep state. And I think most importantly, taking away and limiting the scope, power, and jurisdiction of the federal government. No, you may not be involved in health care. No, you may not be involved in the environment. No, you may not be involved in our education in the states. We have to limit the federal government and shove it back in the constitutional box, and we can do that through a convention of states. Now, you also work with the Trafalgar Group. I uh, I check out their polling um, a lot because, let's face it, polls have always been used as a cudgel against Republicans to keep them from voting, for throwing up their hands saying there's no chance of us winning. That's what they're there for. Uh, you guys, I, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, you are... When you look at, for instance, all the polls a couple of weeks ago said that uh, that Joe Biden was winning. There was a blue wave coming uh, that uh, that things were really turning. And then uh, all of a sudden, no. Uh, with regard to polling before this election, um, do you believe, and as I do, that the pollsters are trying to act like uh, that uh, Joe Biden is gaining momentum when, in fact, I don't I do not absolutely do not believe he is because there's no other bellwethers that would say that the American people want to vote for him, including the economy, gas prices, etc. What do you suppose is going on right now with regard to Republicans sweeping both houses of Congress? Because I still believe that the fire is still there and it is going to happen. We have to be vigilant, but the fire is still there. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. So I would say, look, I'm going to give the Republicans a certainty of taking over the House of Representatives, barring some unforeseen catastrophe. I think that's uh, pretty clear. The question is, by what margin? 
hopefully a large enough margin that we don't have to rely on a squishy few in the middle. Uh, and then the Senate right now, my look at the Senate is probably 60, 65 percent that it goes Republican. So I think we're looking pretty good. But I agree with you. We shouldn't take anything for granted. I do think the pollsters will work uh, other than Trafalgar Group and, and maybe Rasmussen to suppress yeah. the Republican vote. So we have to be very careful what polls we look at. I, I agree. And um, let me ask you this, Mark, because I believe that these dominoes are falling. I believe they tried to uh, cover up Hunter Biden's laptop intentionally. We know that the FBI actually did work with it. Uh, 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 Officer Thibault was uh, removed from his office a week ago Friday because of uh, political uh, issues. Do you suppose that these dominoes are falling with regard to covering up the 2020 election? Now we see this work uh, between the government and the uh, social media and the FBI. Uh, we saw it fall happen with the 2020 election it's happening with hunter biden's laptop with russia collusion it happened as well all nonsense fbi involved uh what does your crystal ball say as far as these dominoes falling and these this corruption coming out and people being held accountable for it so i would say the dominoes are falling the corruption is coming out and i believe a lot of it is going to come out as far as anybody being held accountable i'm just not hopeful on that Uh, republicans have been terrible at this in the past i've in my lifetime i've not seen hearings or commissions or blue ribbon panels lead to anything substantive. I have personal experience. The IRS was investigated for targeting Tea Partiers. I was deeply involved in that situation, and nothing happened. It was pretty obvious that they illegally, unconstitutionally targeted these folks, and absolutely nobody was held accountable. So I'm not hopeful uh, that the federal government, either party, will hold itself accountable. That's what I'm afraid of, actually. Mark, I appreciate you coming on. It's been too long since we spoke, and I would love to have you back on as a regular on the show. Uh, you are the president of Convention of, of uh, States Action. Um, where can people go if they want to know more and they want to join the movement? Yeah, we'd love to have them at conventionofstates.com. Sign the petition, click the Take Action tab, and volunteer, conventionofstates.com. All right, there you go. Conventionofstates.com if you want to be a part of it. Again, uh, be vigilant. Vote in person, whether it be early or on Election Day. Report any improprieties. Use your phone like you are a journalist. We've got millions of these wonderful things with uh, high-speed Internet and uh, marvelous cameras. Uh, We've got to be vigilant if we're going to win, and then Convention of States can take it after we sweep both houses of Congress. Mark, have a glorious day. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. For nearly 30 years, crime was falling in the United States. No more. The national murder rate is at its highest in 25 years. And Joe Biden says that MAGA Republicans are the problem. The result of far-left policies that leave innocent Americans at the mercy of violent criminals. Why didn't Joe Biden do a speech on the rise of violent crime in Philadelphia when he actually just went after a president who's been out of office for two years and his supporters? Weird! You've seen the images. Subway riders pushed onto tracks by the violently deranged. Stores being looted in broad daylight. Elderly women viciously beaten on the streets. Still waiting for the speech on this one there, Jobo. And outside their homes, gang shootings turning cities into war zones. 
hardened criminals rampaging without fear. Other than that, Baltimore's a great place to visit. No fear of arrest. And New York and San Francisco and Portland and Seattle and all the other Democrat-run cities. No fear of prosecution. No fear of jail. No fear of... I think this is going to mean a big blue wave for Democrats. Any consequence of... Americans want more of this, for shout. Sure. Instead, you are made to live in fear. Woke progressive prosecutors are releasing dangerous... Yeah, there is that too. ...before trial. Woke far-left politicians have allowed our streets and parks to be overrun with crime and drugs. Police have been made into the enemy and criminals into a protected class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Violent crime is up 21% in Washington, D.C. Huh. 35% in Chicago. Uh, Democrat. 31% in New York City. Democrat. And murders are up 207% in Portland. Yeah, Democrat. Cities in chaos. Billions in property damages. Lives and families. Other than that, the Democrat messaging is spot on. I mean, honestly, going after Trump MAGA Republicans is certainly the smart thing to do. No, actually, it's an act of a desperate man who's uh, going to go down in history as the worst president of the history of the, of the nation, to be quite honest. Oh, and here's another way that uh, uh, California super sucks. Uh, California is ratcheting up its grid emergency as blackouts loom. Now, uh, the governor of California says that they're going to get rid of all uh, uh, gas-powered vehicles by 2035. Um, and on Friday of last week, they told people who own electric vehicles not to try to charge them. <laughs> California one step away from implementing, uh, implementing rolling blackouts as a blistering heat wave pushes its electric system to the brink. The same thing is happening in Europe. Uh, they're going to have a long, cold, dark winter as Russia shuts off their national, natural gas supply. And then also, you know, Joe Biden went over to uh, Saudi Arabia on bended knee. OPEC is actually going to cut production after that meeting. Wow. Just wow. But according to uh, National Pollsters, uh, there's a, a blue wave. Uh, Joe Biden is experiencing a surge. Don't believe the pollsters, guys. Uh, you know it, you get it, and you know they're lying. They've been lying all along, and they're not going to start telling the truth anytime soon. Let's take a break, come back, and wrap up this here radio show in just a minute. It's the Rob Carson Show. Make sure to uh, check out conventionofstates.com, conventionofstates.com. Mark Meckler uh, joined us, and uh, he's going to be a regular uh, fixture, I think, on the show. Um, and the Trafalgar Group, they're, uh, they're a dynamic polling organization. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't just uh, choose polling organizations here and there. Uh, I look at consistency, and, uh, and I, I appreciate them. So conventionofstates.com. Time for me to get out of here, guys. Uh, make sure to check out the podcast, Rob Carson Show podcast. Go to Newsmax. TV.com slash podcast. God bless you guys. I hope you had a great weekend. We're going to make this week count. Uh, and until tomorrow, which is Wednesday, don't catch the stupid. Stay vigilant. I'll see you.